the morning to your pizza, you smoothie, me ice cold pizza, cafe ole, latte da, you do the Zumba, but I do not, give me like half a marathon, I'll give you the gospel of St. John, it's been like the wake up on, cause we both know that it's mercy flows in the morning. morning is help me Jesus help us Jesus help us we need your help we need your help right now we need your help God we really need your help and I don't even know the specifics so God just just help us amen just help us Keep it in mind, 1 John 3 and 8, for this purpose, the Son of God was revealed, made manifest, to destroy the works of the devil. We thank you for that.
because he lives. <clears throat> you know, um, yesterday I worked a whole day. I mean, you know, physical labor. Um, and it really felt good. It really felt good to do. I didn't think about anything. I didn't have to think about anything. I just had to work. And what the Holy Spirit brought to my remembrance was this. In 2005, 2006, yeah, it was the winter of 2005 into 2006, I was ministering in the areas of um, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Vermont. And God sent me up to uh, Northampton, I think it was, Massachusetts. And the reason he sent me up there, he told me to go up to Massachusetts and find the church that Jonathan Edwards preached sinners in the hands of an angry God. I think that was the name of it. But anyway, so I asked my friends in Connecticut that had brought me up to Connecticut because there was a a demonized uh, girl there that needed a straight-up exorcism. So I went up there to teach them and to do an exorcism on this girl. This girl, she had preachers locked down, and <laughs> her daddy uh, had been a, a preacher, but it was um, it was a, a church that was pretending to be a Christian church, but it was holding satanic rituals in the basement. And this girl was had, had, had been taken like captive in this church. So they brought me up up to Connecticut. Matter of fact, it was Westbrook, Connecticut. And the interesting thing was, I'm up there in Connecticut, living in um, in these people's homes, and ministering out of the home because so much teaching had to be done to 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 um, do the exorcism on this girl. And I was in a home surrounded by mansions. It was all mansions. And they were the most beautiful homes and mansions I had ever seen. Someone was built in rock, uh, on rocks. And it was just beautiful. But But when I was up there at that time, not only was I there to do the exorcism on the girl, but they were having a mass uh, run on teen suicide. Yep. Teenagers in this um, affluent area were taking themselves out by the week, every week. And so while I was up there, I also had an opportunity to talk to and minister to a lot of these teens whose friends and associates and classmates were killing themselves in the middle of this affluent um, area. So the Holy Spirit told me one day, he said, I want you to take a break. I want you to go up to Massachusetts and I want you to go find the church where Jonathan Edwards um, ministered out of. I don't know if you've ever been in that part of the country, of the United States, but everywhere you go up there, they have circles. You got to go around the circle and everything was kind of like built around the circles meaning around the circles would be where the churches were. And so when I got up there, his original church 
that he preached in in 1726 had burnt down. And the only thing left was a big old um, monument in the ground. So I, I went and found the second church that he had. Um, at that time, you know, he was a, a, a congregational church uh, pastor. And up, up all in, you know, from the pilgrims and all that. Because uh, up in that area is where you have the original thirteen. Well, yeah, you have the original thirteen colonies um, that later, you know, after the Boston Tea Party became the U.S. of A. So forth and so on. But I went and I talked to the people, and I said, "Why is it you only have this monument?" here in the ground and, and and why isn't it that his church um, hasn't been it, it, it is a historical site but I said why is it that all these people around here don't seem to uh, give it more honor that's what I was getting to Brothers and sisters, and I was, and the Lord had me thinking about that yesterday, because Jonathan Edwards preached one of the Great Awakenings. But the thing that is extraordinary about Jonathan Edwards is that Jonathan Edwards initiated a revival that actually shut down and stopped contagious diseases back in 1775-1726-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1776-1
in all respects. He says, Satan seems to be unusually restrained. He said, persons who before had been involved in melancholy, which was depression, seem to be, as it were, waked up out of it, and those who have been engaged with extraordinary temptations seem wonderfully free. Brothers and sisters, during the plagues of the 1700s in the United States of America, Jonathan Edwards up in the Massachusetts experienced one of the most remarkable times of good health, second only to John G. Lake in um, Seattle, in Washington. I don't know. I don't know if you know the history of John G. Lake, but uh, uh, Seattle, Washington, was declared one of the most healthiest states in America during the time of John G. Lake's ministry, which would have been in about, in the, I think, about the 50s, 40s, 40s, 50s, early 60s, something like that. And, oh, yeah, Jonathan Edwards was a Calvinist. He didn't believe, he, he believed that sickness was sent to us by God. So Jonathan Edwards never preached a sermon on healing. And Jonathan Edwards never prayed for anyone to be healed. He didn't believe in prophetic or prophecy or anything like that. But Jonathan Edwards believed this, that all you needed to have was a pure heart before God. That's all. The awakening that, that came forth in New England and spread over the whole USA, the world, because this would have been before Hebrides. And it went on, the fruit, the fruit of his ministry, I didn't have time to, but I know it, I know because when I came back, I went over to Cambridge University and prayed with the college prayer team over there. And then I came back and, and my friends from Connecticut, because uh, two of them had graduated from Yale, and they let me pray with the prayer team. There's a prayer team that prays on Yale University campus every day. And they've been praying on that campus for over, I don't know, 75, 80 years. And the peculiar thing, these people had a fervent prayer life. And they only prayed in response to the word of God. I, I guess I should say that's the wrong way to put that, but they only prayed the word of God in response to the prompting of God as God tells us how we need to pray. And they felt that all you needed was the manifest presence of God. And in his presence, Brothers and sisters, I'm talking. I'm talking Jonathan Edwards because John G. Lake taught healing, and John G. Lake developed um, healing teams and so forth and so on. <laughs> and and John G. Lake was a missionary. Jonathan Edwards was more of a visionary. Because um, Jonathan Edwards and George Whitfield and all those guys built Cambridge University, Yale University. Um, what's the other one? 
all of those Ivy League colleges came out of men that had been involved with um, awakening awakenings in America. And all of those men believed in one thing. As I was, way back a long time ago when I researched them all, they all believed in the power of prayer and a pure heart. You know, Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. They preached and they lived the word of God and they knew the power of prayer and they knew the power in words. So their prayers for a move of God were not self-serving, but they were honorable and they were pure. Like one of his messages, uh, Psalm 139.23, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my concern. Brothers and sisters, out of these men that brought extraordinary moves, there, there is no extraordinary move of God right now. There is not one. There is not one. There is nobody that is standing up and preaching for God, for his honor, and for his glory. There is nobody standing up and appearing to be distressed when the name of our Lord and and Savior Jesus Christ is dishonored. These men and, and women, because Jonathan Edwards' prayer prayer partner and intercessor was his wife, their prayer they focus on Jesus, that he would turn the hearts of people to himself and ignite in them a fire, a desire, a passion for Jesus. You see, without that, you you will never even have a move of God in your own heart, in our hearts. Your passion can't be to write a book, to make money. Money will follow you. It's supposed to. So this morning, I just want you to come into agreement with me as I pray this prayer. It's a it's a prayer of repentance. It's a prayer of repentance. And I pray this morning that God will begin to set your heart on fire with an inward desire for the manifestation of God revival personal revival there will never be a revival there will never be an awakening like we've experienced you know about this county here I live in Whitfield in Georgia I live in Whitfield County and and I thought you know there's so many conflicting stories. But George Whitfield was one of those great revivalists. 
that came over here from England up in this area. But but they tell me that he he didn't come here, but he did. He did most of his work down around the Savannah area where he opened up those orphanages. But he came he came out of that Jonathan <clears throat> Edwards area. John John Wesley, John you know, this is some some church history here. Revival is birthed in the hearts of individuals, igniting a flame that just catches on fire and just spreads. But but I just felt like maybe, you know, maybe... Maybe I had come short. Maybe I hadn't. And especially me. I'm not, I'm talking about myself this morning. Because God sent me to these people. He, he sent me to these churches. I know it's real. I walked on the steps. I went into some of the, into some of the, the meeting halls where revival was preached and birthed out of. Because I wanted to know that it was real. I didn't want to read about stuff and just have to take, okay, they say this, but I I, want to go there because God was there. So if you can come into agreement with me this morning, as a representative of the body of Christ, In the name of Jesus, I repent as an intercessor for not coming into agreement with our positions as sons and daughters of God. In the name of Jesus this morning, I repent for any and all personal actions that would have corrupted our faith or my faith or contaminated the great and wonderful inheritance that we have inherited through Jesus Christ. Lord God, I'm telling you this morning, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the body of Christ for employing legalism and religiosity. I'm sorry for the body of Christ that tried to make the law, tried to create its own kingdom here on earth. I repent this morning for any unknown participation in activities that were in agreement with the fallen sons of God or other evil entities. God, I'm sorry. I repent. If I have allowed any participation or any influence or allow myself to be influenced from the fallen sons of God or any other evil um, worldly entities, I'm sorry I repent for having wasted resources and for possibly have been a poor steward of my own time and energy. Having wasted it focusing on any conflicts or arguments rather than pursuing holiness and godly unity. I confess this one. And I repent for the body of Christ to have taken unrighteous vows and made ungodly covenants against you and against each other. 
I repent this morning. On behalf of the family of God, if we've caused each other to join in ungodly alliances, which furthered the disunity in the body of Christ and caused eternal wars, combating one with another. I repent this morning for those liars and slanderers in the body of Christ. I repent for thievery and covetousness in the body of Christ. Lord God, I repent. I ask you for forgiveness. I tell you, I'm sorry in any way that I have ignored, condoned, or or actively participated. I repent this morning. In any way, I have not come to you to verify accusations that were made against anybody. I repent this morning for any and every time I align myself with the enemy because I was ignorant and angry. Forgive me this morning. Forgive the body of Christ this morning. Forgive me in the name of Jesus for agreeing with any side to any break up of any family instead of grieving and praying it through please Lord Jesus remove all records of all wrongs that are hidden against me and the body of Christ in the ungodly libraries that are located in the ungodly heavenly places. I ask you this morning, Father God, remove the ungodly counsel of the fallen sons of God. Move it off my tribe. Move it off our nation. Move it off the family of God. I'm asking you this morning, Father God, to bring spiritual, physical, emotional, and relational healing to the body of Christ, to our families, and to our extended families. Position, Lord Jesus. Position my tribe, our nation, their tribe, and our family. Position us correctly in the kingdom of God and in the kingdom of heaven, God. Lord God, remove in the name of Jesus all distortions in our family timelines (coughs) and place us into your Kairos time. I ask you these things, Lord Jesus, for the body of Christ. I ask you these things, Lord Jesus, for each and every one of our lives, our family lines, and the lives of our descendants. I ask you right now, Lord Jesus, destroy all marks, all impacts, all imprints from our family lines, from our tribe, from our nation. Everything that resulted from discord and disunity. Destroy all blockages or distortions of blessings that were hindered and blocked. that were meant to come down our family line, our tribe, our nation to us. Lord Jesus, heal and set us free from the bondages of infirmity, 
from the effects of loss and disunity. Set us free from the spirits of disfavor, heartache, sorrow, depression, and anxiety. Destroy and remove from us those spirits of distress that come from loss of sleep and horrible thought forms. I ask you this morning, restore to us our godly inheritances. Bless our tribe, bless our nation, bless our children and all future generations with the benefits of these prayers. And Lord God, this morning, in the name of Jesus, I ask you, set our souls on fire. Let us burn for the Holy Ghost. Fill us to overflowing with more of you. Set us on fire. Fire, fill us 
baptize us. Baptize us with that Holy Ghost fire. Lord, baptize us with your fire. Holy Ghost fire. Burn! Burn this one. Burn away the dross. Burn away. Burn everything. Everything, God. Burn it out. Burn it out. Send that fire. Send your Holy Ghost fire. Baptize us with fire. Baptize us in your Holy Ghost fire. That we can burn for you, God. Baptize us. Baptize us all over again with your fire, God. Your fire. Your fire. Oh, God, thank you this morning. Thank you for that Holy Ghost fire. Baptize us in your fire. John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water to repentance, but there cometh one after me, and he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Fire. God, baptize us this morning with your Holy Ghost fire. Your fire, your fire. Let's baptize us with you, God. You said you make your ministers a flame of fire, and their mouth would be your oracle. You said it, God. You said it, and we believe it. Send the fire.
praise God. <clears throat> We're right moving from uh, Resurrection Sunday, and 50 days from Resurrection was Pentecost. Pentecost. And God always moves between Resurrection and Pentecost. We started with the foot wash. Many of you are going to get a fire baptism, and we just going on. You're going to be filled with the power. Hallelujah. You, we just going on. Going on to what, Erica? Perfection, as God counts perfection through faith. Praise the Lord. This is Erica Shepherd coming to you from under an open heaven in Dalton, Georgia, Jesus Believers Church, home of the Ted Lines. I will see you later.